now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech, and the team at the Sitco Law Group for your real estate, wills, and estates, corporate, and personal injury needs. If you need an opinion from experts in the areas of home insurance, mortgages, home inspections, uh, or legal aspects for your property, Denise, Carey, Carey, and the Sitco Law Group are great people to talk with. You can visit the CFAX 1070 website, look under Shows, there you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, for their contact information. Or you can always find me online or on social media. I'd be happy to introduce you. Uh, I have been doing this, the real estate business now, for over 28 years. I am a born and raised Victorian. Uh, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their real estate dreams, uh, either buying or selling homes in the capital region here. I've had the opportunity to bump into almost every foreseeable situation. And I'd be happy to help you as well, too, if you're looking for a realtor either for another opinion uh, or for uh, expert service in the sale or purchase of your home, I'd be happy to help you out. My team is the Prime Real Estate Team. You can find us at primeteam.ca. That's primeteam.ca. Every once in a while, I like to take you, our loyal listeners, on trips to different marketplaces to hear about what's happening there. We've gone to places like Duncan, Nanaimo, Comox, uh, Vancouver, Kelowna. We have visited Calgary, Winnipeg, uh, even in the States, gone to Seattle and Phoenix, uh, even recently uh, had a trip to Toronto and New York with you here on the air. Those are just a few to name a few. <laughs> Today, we're visiting Eastern Canada, where reports are starting to come in that international buyers have shifted their interest from the Vancouver and Toronto marketplaces, partly due to taxes and taxation, uh, and over to markets like Ottawa, Montreal, and Halifax. We'll have on the phone my friends and colleagues in those marketplaces, Jeff McGowan in Ottawa, Banny Barr in Montreal, and Thomas Bajoglo in Halifax. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. But let's start our show with our usual weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, give us a call on our hotline. The number is 250-414-6540 or find us online at the CFAX 1070 website and we'll discuss it on the air. Uh, Lawrence emailed me this week asking a question that actually is common about this time of year. Uh, is spring the best time of year to sell? Is spring the best time of year to sell? Uh, yeah, common question. Uh, I think if anyone was to go down to their local bookstore and pull up the real estate do-it-yourself books, you will find that most of them refer to the spring as being the best season for real estate. But is it really? Uh, because I need to remind you about something, uh, and that is there is no time, there is no specific time where it is ideal to both buy and to sell. It's either typically a buyer's market or a seller's market. Now, Lawrence, you're asking the question about selling. Obviously, you're a seller. You're wanting to know if spring is a good time. And I will say this. Of course, the weather changes. Uh, the, <laughs> the snow, the Victoria snow that we had a fair amount of this year uh, is gone. The weather changes. It's starting to look beautiful. The flowers are out. Uh, the air is fresh. 
a lot of lawnmowers going on, so nothing like the smell of fresh-cut grass. It really is a beautiful time uh, to be out there looking at homes. Uh, So from that standpoint, not a bad time to put your house in the market. But I do have to tell you this, uh, the conversation about supply and demand. What ends up happening in the springtime is that everyone starts putting their properties on the market. And we look at the charts every year. Uh, The inventory levels in Victoria, actually almost everywhere, but in Victoria, inventory levels start building from January all the way up until about May uh, to the point where we typically hit a peak inventory level uh, in May. And this is great, of course, because it means there's a lot of things to choose from. But from a seller standpoint, the difficulty is it means that you are in a much more competitive marketplace. Because, for instance, if we compare to December, I mean, we all know December is the quietest month, uh, not only in sales, but also the smallest inventory that we have year after year. People take the properties off the marketplace. Uh, there are very few choices for buyers. Um, but when you compare December to, for instance, May, uh, it shows you that you, Lawrence, maybe would have had no competition in December, whereas in May, depending on your property, you may have 5, 10, even 15 similar properties all competing for the buyers that are out there in the marketplace. So it's a very competitive time. Uh, you may, and, and you know what? Sales numbers do increase. That is a fact as well, too. So there are more sales that happen. But you will find that the increase in inventory outpaces the increase in sales that happen at about that time. So it is actually a great time to buy because there's more choices. Um, maybe less of a good time to sell, believe it or not. Uh, and I mentioned this, by the way, in the uh, seminar that we had with our CFAC sponsors a little while ago. Uh, the market times that there is lower inventory can often be a better time to sell because it does mean that you have less competition. Now, we got to think of some other things too. Are you buying afterwards? Because if you're selling to buy again, this does play into uh, an effect because if you sell in a high inventory period but the, and then you're buying afterwards as the inventory levels start going down, then, again, you might find yourself um, being a buyer with less inventory to choose from. Kind of nice here in Victoria or in Western Canada where we're not seasonally affected. So today we're going to be talking with some of my colleagues in other marketplaces um, where the the seasons really do play uh, into it. You know, my friend in Muskoka, we've had Heather Scott uh, from uh, Bala. Uh, I forgot to mention her, by the way, in our, our tour of properties, but she's been on the air here before. They shut down during the, su- the snowy months, uh, and of course they're busy in the summer months. Uh, that's not the way Victoria is. We're not a seasonal town. Uh, we have a good amount of sales uh, year-round. Um, but yeah, spring, is it a good time? Sure, it's a good time uh, if you are uh, hoping to show the property in its best light with uh, landscaping and with great weather, but it is a more competitive marketplace too. Uh, Lawrence, the other thing to consider is what is causing you to want to move? Because you know what? Sometimes the selection of the season is not something that's really important uh, for people that are facing, for instance, a tran- a work transfer, for people that uh, have other things going on in their lives, you know, either growing family uh, or kids moving out, a uh, number of other factors. Really, at the end of the day, does it really matter? 
I mean, this is the reason why people do sell their houses in the fall uh, or people are buying uh, at around Christmas time is because there is something in their lives that necessitates a move of some sort. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, you're asking the question, what's the best time? Um, we should qualify that. Is it best as in when can you expect to get the highest dollar or when can you expect to get more sales? There's a number of things to consider. Um, but it's best for you to chat with your agent, uh, get a consultation about the marketplace, uh, specifically around your property, uh, whether or not the timing is right, whether or not the timing is right for your own personal uh, needs at this moment. So many things to consider. Uh, and again, if you don't have an agent and you'd like to talk, I would be happy to chat with you because there's so many things I can share. Typically, I, sh I share with people uh, our real estate board statistics, including graphs and charts that show the trends of sales and inventory levels uh, in each given month. Uh, and we also look at uh, other trends like average sale price and median prices uh, in given specific months. So there's a lot of things to think about. Thanks for your question, though, Lawrence. And for everyone else, if you do have a question or a real estate story that you want to share with us on the air, uh, please give me a call, 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or go online, cfax1070.com. Uh, find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe, and we'd be happy to talk about it. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, yes, we do podcast our show. Uh, go on iTunes or Google Play and search The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. All of our episodes are there, 108 or so episodes, uh, plus a number of shorts, uh, including my associate partner and past president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Kyle Kerr, and I talking about... Uh, matters or issues at hand out there in the marketplace. So uh, please uh, subscribe to our podcast uh, and let us know what you would like to listen to or what you'd like to hear. And again, we'll cover it here on the air. When we come back, I'm taking you for a tour. We're visiting Ottawa, Montreal, and Halifax to see what their markets are doing. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for listening. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're taking you guys for a tour today of the real estate markets in the east, east of us anyways. Uh, we're going to be visiting Halifax, Montreal, and right now, Ottawa, the capital of our lovely country. Uh, on the telephone right now, I have with us Jeff McGowan. Jeff is with REMAX in Ottawa. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. A little backstory about Jeff. Uh, he is a 35-year, is it 35 years, right, Jeff? It's going to be 35 this December. 35-year veteran of real estate here. Uh, he uh, is a, a REMAX Diamond uh, and Diamond team member. You received your uh, Circle of Legends Award in 2013. That's one that I don't have yet. I think it's coming next year. Looking forward to that one. Excellent. It's a big one. It is. Yes, and you received it some time ago. Basically, what it means is that you are a very busy agent in Ottawa. So what's going on out there? How is your marketplace? Well, our marketplace is absolutely on fire right now. Okay. We're experiencing multiple offers uh, as the norm. Uh, we are short on inventory, and buyers are a little frustrated, and sellers are very happy. Okay, now, of course, that is a common story that we've heard in the West for the past few years, including Vancouver. Less of a story right now in Vancouver now because the market has shifted. Um, is this abnormal for Ottawa? Uh, 
I wouldn't say it's abnormal per se. Uh, Ottawa is a pretty protected uh, economic bubble almost uh, in the country. Yeah. So we don't ex- usually experience the same kinds of highs or lows as the rest of the country does. Pretty consistent, right? Pretty consistent. Now, this is a little bit of a, a blip, okay. uh, and we've seen it three or four times in the last 20 years where uh, something happens that uh, that ignites it, and all of a sudden everybody gets off the fence, and, and we get into these situations. They tend to last for 12 to 18 months, and then we go back to the steady-as-she-goes Ottawa market. Okay, so in your 35 years' experience, uh, is this, uh, so you're saying you've seen this, uh, whatever, four times before uh, over the past uh 20 years or so, is is this different in any way? Uh, I think the reason why it's happening is probably a little bit different. Okay. Uh, always there's a multitude of factors when it comes uh, to these types of markets, but the uh, one of the big impetus uh, drivers uh, of this market is the introduction of the foreign buyer tax or the foreign resident tax in the uh, greater Toronto area mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. And that came after Vancouver implemented theirs? That, that came after Vancouver implemented theirs. So my understanding of it from talking to people around the country, and as you know, uh, most of us know lots of people around the country, mm-hmm. uh, when Vancouver implemented theirs, a lot of money migrated into the Toronto area. And when Toronto implemented theirs, the two major markets that benefited from that were Ottawa and Montreal. And yeah. those are probably two of the hottest markets in the country right now. Yeah, so we'll be talking with Bandy Barr in just a moment uh, on the line in Montreal. She's going to tell us all about that. Um, but but very interesting. So basically what you're saying is uh, people are shifting their focus from Toronto uh, into market areas like Ottawa as an alternative, right? Absolutely. Uh, major difference in terms of, uh, of the value for comparable real estate. And uh, as we know, foreign investments sees Canada as a safe haven for money. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've become a much more attractive venue for them over the last year and a half. Well, there's a significant dollar difference, too, because the average sale price in Toronto versus Ottawa is is not insignificant, right? I would put it probably at somewhere between 60 and 70% right now. Amazing. And Ottawa, of course, a uh, strong rental market as well, too. So from an investment standpoint, um, somebody buying an investment property uh, is never going to have a problem finding tenants, right? Nope, it's a great place to put money. The returns on investment here are far better than they might be in uh, in some of the larger markets uh, because there's obviously a limit to what people can pay in rent. Yeah. Uh, if, if there wasn't, they'd be buying. And uh, we've got a, a good, stable employment base here and a, a very affluent community, a very safe community. So um, investors look at it very favorably. Yeah, and, and there's there's just so much uh, uh, relocations that happen into the uh, Ottawa market because, of course, you've got government, you've got military, you've got there's so many factors that cause people to actually move to your region, right? Absolutely. We've always been a net inbound area, mm-hmm. uh, but that's largely because of uh, the urbanization of Canada in general. I mean, we attract people from North Bay and from Sudbury and Sault Ste. Marie and the smaller centers that come here to go to school, and yeah. the employment opportunities are here. But you're very right about the uh, the relocation market as well. I mean, we're bracing ourselves for the military relocation spring market right now, and it looks like it's going to be a very active one. In addition, we've got the RCMP headquarters here, federal government, a certain provincial government component, uh, three major uh, post-secondary institutions that move people, as well as a very, very well-established and healthy uh, high-tech industry. Yeah, and of course, one of the other, I'm sure a lot of our listeners here are Ottawa expats, you know, that, that have moved here. Um, but but um, culture, of course, is something that is that is wonderful in the the Ottawa um, the Ottawa area there, right? 
Well, we have a lot of opportunities in Ottawa, and as uh, Pierre Trudeau, our former Prime Minister, once said, the best thing about Ottawa is the Friday 5 o'clock train to Montreal, which is <laughs> half down the road. <laughs> okay. So if you can't find it here, you can find it there. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Interesting. So let's talk about uh, prices now in Ottawa. So um, what are we looking at for the average price of uh, detached home, for instance? Average price for residential property right now would be about four hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars. Wow! An increase of eight point six percent over uh, this time last year. So you're up eight percent, whereas markets like Vancouver, for instance, on detached homes are down about four percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I think what uh, what I would say there is that Ottawa has lagged the national average. Uh, if you look at a ten-year uh, increase. Uh, to go back to that, and steady as she goes, uh, uh, example that I made a little while ago, uh, we tend to be a much more linear market instead of an exponential market. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to pull some numbers out of thin air, and these are not accurate numbers, but for, for sake of example, if uh, real estate doubled across the country in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. it would be up about 80% in Ottawa. So we tend to lag the national average. We're a little bit more conservative town. Mm-hmm. And we're catching up some of those uh, those. Uh, gains that everybody else experienced uh, at this point because of the the factors that we talked about earlier. Well, you know, one of the problems, of course, is that um, Toronto, the juggernauts of Toronto and Vancouver tend to capture all of the news headlines, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of the craziness that's happened in those two marketplaces as far as increases and, you know, uh, bidding wars, multiple offers, uh, white-hot marketplaces, that's where people kind of read. We've often said, Victoria, just like what you just mentioned, much more constant because we have many factors like government, like military, technology, tourism, lifestyle, and, and all those things. So, you know, we don't see the huge uh, um, uh, growth spurts. Like even Calgary had a huge growth spurt a number of years ago, right? Yep. In Calgary, Alberta in general went crazy. I mean, even Edmonton doubled over a period of about two and a half years. That's right. That would, But then it slipped down a bit, right? I would think another thing that acts on your market as well is the number of people who are on fixed income, as in, you know, retirees. Correct. Uh, who would uh, maybe have a little bit of a dampening factor on in terms of rampant growth. Yeah. Now, now something, of course, of, of with Ottawa that always kind of piqued my interest is the price differential across the bridge in Gatineau or, or Hall. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that far. You're into Quebec, uh, and the prices are completely different, right? Uh, they're very, very different, and there's a number of reasons for it. Um, the political aspect of it is uh, a little less in the fore right now because government is stable in Quebec, but every 20 or 30 years or so, the, uh, the separatist movement uh, gains some traction. And there start to be rumors and referendums and things like that, so that can have an effect. But the other things that act on it uh, would be health care, yeah. which uh, is, is not... Yeah, it's it's not as good as it is on the Ontario side, and uh, you know Quebec residents would be the first to admit that. Okay. And also income taxes, which are about five to seven percent higher in Quebec than they are in Ontario. Interesting. Yeah, it just it always just it boggled me where it just it's just right across the bridge. Boom, you know what what a big difference, right? Yep, it's enormous. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, we've already established the fact that some of the growth in Ottawa here may be attributed to the uh, taxes, the foreign buyer taxes or vacancy taxes that have been applied in Toronto and Vancouver. Are you seeing uh, international buyers more now than before? Absolutely, yeah, without question. And I'll give you an anecdotal uh, reference to that. Um, 
when that GTA tax was announced, I believe it was on April 20th, on April 21st, uh, Bobby and I had uh, five freehold townhouses listed in our area. And within three days, all five were sold in multiple offers to Asian buyers. Wow. Wow. Over list, over list price. Yeah, so just as a reminder, these um, these people are just shifting their focus. You know, they're not leaving Canada because Canada's still, like you said, a very stable place and a very safe place for money, right? Absolutely. And I would think that, you know, if for some reason uh, the government decided to put a foreign buyer tax on Ottawa, that money would shift to Peterborough or to Winnipeg or to some other center in Canada. Interesting. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Hey, listen, if somebody needs uh, to get some information on Ottawa, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, my direct cell number is 613-769-2183 or email at info at jeff-bobby.com, and that's G-E-O-F-F hyphen V-O-B-B-I-E.com. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Jeff. Uh, talking right. about Ottawa, very interesting. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment with a visit to Montreal. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech, and the team at Sitka Law Group for your real estate wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need an opinion from experts in these areas, give them a call. They're great people to talk with. Uh, I'd be happy to connect you if you would like a second opinion or more information from any of them. We're doing a tour right now of Eastern Canada, east to us anyways. We just got off the phone uh, with Jeff McGowan from Remax in Ottawa talking about the increase in uh, foreign buyers and investors there. And right now we have on the line Banny Barr in Montreal. Banny, thanks for joining us. Bonjour from Montreal. Ah, yes. Yes. How is the weather over there right now? Oh, it's sunny, gorgeous, beautiful. From inside, it looks super beautiful and warm. Outside, it's a different story. Yeah, well, listen, I know that there's a lot of ex-Montrealers who live here in Greater Victoria. I love Montreal. It's been far too long since I've been there last. Uh, you have been selling real estate there for some time, over 15 years now. Um, you have you have quite the social media footprint. I mean, you, you do a great job of uh, selling Montreal. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to chat with you today. And um, I want to know, because I, I read an article a little while ago about the fact that uh, Halifax and Montreal have um, seen increases in uh, investor activity as a result of the taxes implied on applied sorry on Vancouver and Toronto. Are you seeing that? Definitely. Uh, Montreal or Quebec market, I should say, had increased tremendously within the last two years. I can say that we have seen really big, massive moves. Um, I see it especially because I work a lot with uh, national and international investors just because of the uh, language skills that my uh, company offers to the potential Well, not investors. only, hey, I, hap- I happen to know that you speak many yeah. languages, not only English, but French, Afghan, Farsi, Hebrew, Arabic. You speak a lot of languages. Yes, indeed. So we have investors from all over the world. And you know what? Montreal and in general Quebec is catching up with the rest of the Canada. Yeah, because generally speaking, Montreal has been a a, a sort of, I I would say, soft compared to the rest of the country, right? 
Definitely. Okay. Definitely. We haven't seen any increase in real estate prices really substantially, uh, I would say, within the last 15 to 20 years. Uh, I remember those days that we would have a listing in any prime location, let it be Westman, Hampstead, Kotsenduk, NDG, and whatever, mm-hmm. and it would stay in the market for three months, six months, a year, and it wouldn't move. Okay. And now we have multiple offers. Multiple offers in Montreal. Yes, sir. And it's a dreadful situation for the buyers, it let is. me tell you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, of course, now the multiple offers were common in Western Canada, in uh, Vancouver, and Victoria as well, too. Very unusual to hear it in Montreal. So it means that there are buyers out there that are looking in your inventory levels low, right? Um, yes, definitely. But again, now we have a combo of the local buyers. Yeah. Because they are afraid that the market will continue going up and that they will never become uh, uh, an owner. So they're jumping in. They have also the investors that uh, since Montreal is still much more affordable, you know, people they can buy investment properties still in the bracket of cap rates of five, six, seven. Um, core of downtown Montreal became a little bit uh, more difficult. Okay, and so for percent, but still we can uh, people they get more for their bucks here. All right, so each, for our listeners, it's important to explain the cap rate is the capitalization rate, uh, which is what we do is we have a look at the acquisition cost versus the revenue that comes in. And, you know, Banny, you're saying 5 6%, right? Okay, so for our listeners, Victoria, we'd be lucky to get 4%. Vancouver is typically less than 2%. So what that means is Montreal is looking like a great um, marketplace for investment. It is the best in the country. (laughs) Okay. Now, one of the other things, too, is when it comes to international cities, I mean, Montreal in Canada is hard to beat. I mean, so much culture, um, the best shopping in the country, right? complete melting pot. Uh, let it be. Uh, we have all kinds of nationalities, and I would say because of our immigration bylaws, I think uh, Montreal uh, is one of the uh, more accommodating cities, and we accept uh, immigrants much easier than the rest of Canada. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have uh, the small issue of uh, people, they have to pass their French exam before they uh, want to divorce us and move on. <laughs> okay. Um. Now, how, on the topic of foreign buyers, now you have been dealing with them. I know you, you're quite active. You've been doing things with uh, the Asian Real Estate Association's Toronto chapter, right? I've seen you at yep. events there. Yeah. Um, what is going on? What have you been seeing personally with uh, foreign interest? Um, certain things that I'm in total shock. Um, for us, uh, Quebec, as you know, and if uh, not... Uh, we are different. We have different bylaws with the rest of the, compared to the rest of Canada. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, we are still under the umbrella of Napoleon bylaws. Yes. So uh, there are certain restrictions and bylaws and regulations. Us as the real estate brokers that we have to sort of give warning to our clients. Um, for instance, with the Asian community, the more and more we see people they come. Uh, not only they put a full asking price on the properties, uh, they yet decline uh, all the conditions with respect to the mortgage and inspection. Yes. Where they are taking really high risks. Yes. Because over here we have 
older properties that they are like 100 years and more. We have issues with asbestos. We have problems with a French drain and the list goes on. And those are aspects that I don't think the potential investors from overseas, they are aware of what they are getting into. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I would say I me personally, whenever I have investors, I always give them the red flag, guys, do not take that chance because you might buy a property at, I'm just throwing a number, at $800,000, mm-hmm. and then you will need to pick up a tab of $200,000, $250,000 for the uh, severe cases of uh, renovation, and I'm not talking about cosmetics. Well, you know, Benny, I mean, I, I agree with you from a consumer safety standpoint. It is best for them to get all these things checked in advance. But I have to tell you, you know, in Vancouver, when the market was crazy, people were writing unconditionally. Um, they were taking the risk. But even in the case of your $800,000 sale, if someone had to spend $200,000, they are still buying at a greatly reduced price than they would if it was the same house in Toronto or Vancouver, right? Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. But again, we have to look at the global situation, the number of immigrants that uh, Quebec gets mm-hmm. versus Vancouver, yes. versus Toronto. Um, from the last statistics that I was looking at, I think in average we have about 25,000 immigrants on an annual basis versus Toronto is about uh, 75,000. Yeah. You guys, I have no idea. It's something in the same bracket uh, of about 45 or 50,000 uh, people that you get. Yeah. So you know what? The market is booming. It's going up. But if we are not going to have the same number of efflux of immigrants mm-hmm. and somebody wants to sell... What's going to happen then? Yeah, very, very interesting. Now, in Montreal too, there's a isn't there? There is a uh, day in the calendar year where everyone seems to move. Isn't that June first or some of that? Yeah. Now you are dealing with a different type of uh, transactions okay. and clientele. Uh, Montreal is one of the craziest places on the planet, I think. And I, I, I have lived in different places in the world, yeah. and everybody here moves for the 1st of July. 1st of July, okay, yeah. 1st of January. Yeah, interesting. So those are the leases. The leases, they go on an annual basis. Ah, uh, rentals, uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. The, the rental units and yeah. the, the tenants, they go from 1st of June until the last day of... Uh, uh, yeah. uh, from 1st of July until the last day of June. And we have some exception that uh, near downtown Montreal... Uh, we have a little bit more students that uh, they come and they go and the end of the semester uh, sort of begins as 1st of January. So we have the odd cases, the odd cases that they begin in the 1st of January. Interesting. Well, you know, actually, I'm thrilled to hear that Montreal is doing so well because, again, metropolitan city, it's a great place, to amazing place to live. And if people need to reach you, uh, Banny, for any information on Montreal, how can they do that? The easiest way by texting me, emailing me, or just Google me. You can find all the information about me. And my phone number is 514-967-1900 or my full name, Bannybar at gmail.com. Yeah, B-A-N-N-Y-B-A-R. Great chatting with you, Banny. Have a beautiful day, and thank you very much again for having me. All the best to everyone. Great. And we're going to take a break here, but when we come back, we'll be chatting with Halifax back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.
Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're taking a tour today of Ottawa, Montreal, and now Halifax. Uh, we have on the line with us uh, from Remax Nova in uh, Halifax, uh, my friend Thomas Bajoglo. Thomas, how are you? Not bad at all. Thanks for bringing me on board. Yes, of course, of course. Now, Thomas's background, uh, he has been licensed now for 25 years. Uh, we were talking, by the way, with uh, Jeff McGowan just a couple minutes, a couple minutes ago, uh, Thomas. Um, mentioned the fact that he received his Circle of Legends Award with Remax in 2013. You got yours in 2016, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. I think I get mine next year. That's a big award. It was exciting to receive, definitely. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's because of our clients and obviously the people that trust us and dedication to our clients as well. Well, and it means you do a lot. So you are, you're a heavy hitter in your marketplace. And that's why we have you on the phone right now, because we want to talk about what's going on. I, I read an article in uh, Real Estate Magazine uh, a couple of weeks ago. And they were talking about the fact that the marketplaces specifically of Montreal and Halifax have seen an increase uh, in buyer interest, specifically investors and foreign buyers, as a result of the taxation policies that have come into place in Vancouver and Toronto. So tell us about what's happening in Halifax. Have you seen that? Absolutely. We've noted that probably starting uh, as a general time frame about three years ago. But in the last two years specifically, we've seen an influx of people from across Canada as well as internationally come here. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's several reasons for it. Halifax is the hub city for Atlantic Canada. We have a fairly stable economy, so when the markets elsewhere, Vancouver, Toronto, go up, we go up a little bit. When they go down, we basically are stabilized. So we're a very consistent marketplace. So money that's international that wants to invest and not have the high fluctuations, the highs and lows, are now finally coming to Halifax. And what we're finding is for the first time ever, we can truthfully say in the last couple of years, we have the most number of cranes for construction in the sky. When we have colleagues and friends from across Canada as well as elsewhere who have visited our city in the last 10 or 20 years, they cannot believe the growth levels. There's barely a street you can go downtown Halifax and not see a crane. Well, and that's, that's generally the barometer of growth of a city is the number of cranes, right? Absolutely. And we just built a new convention center, um, probably $350, $400 million. And that has been really uh, a great component of our city. It's drawing bigger conventions, and that was the purpose, so that we can entertain larger conventions that ordinarily would have to go to Montreal or Toronto, for example. But we've seen the growth because we have uh, among the, the most number of universities per capita in all of Canada, oh, yeah. and we have a number of them right downtown Halifax. So a lot of the foreign people that are coming from abroad are sending their children here, but they're able to invest downtown at really affordable rates relative to, say, Toronto or Montreal, because our average price is about 300000 in all of HRM, oh, maybe my around four hundred or four fifty on the peninsula. Yeah, which is a, that's a deal compared to the metropolitan cities in, in, uh, in Canada. Absolutely. It's an absolute steal. I think the average price of a home in Canada is hovering very tight to $500,000. Yeah. So when you look at 300000 here in HRM, 
what you get for half a million here is unbelievable. So when people move from Victoria or Vancouver or whether it be Calgary or Toronto, uh, we're seeing people move here from Montreal. Uh, it's great. It's really great to see. Being in the business for 25 years, I can truthfully say I've never seen the, so many people move here that don't require work necessarily. So we're, we're talking about retired folks, mm-hmm. folks in their 50s and 60s that said, you know what, we've made our money, we've sold our home for $1.2 million or 800000 elsewhere, and we're coming here and we're going to spend three or 400 and bank the rest and live on it. Yeah, and also too, I mean, the beauty of Halifax, I mean, the waterfront community. I, 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 as you know, I am embarrassed to say it's one place in Canada I haven't been to yet. I, I cannot wait to get there. Um, but it, you know, people often say, you know, coast to coast, Victoria is beautiful, but Halifax is too, right? Absolutely, and that's something that Victoria, as well as Halifax, we share in common. Both the cultural, the mm-hmm. port city, uh, the natural beauty. Um, just the heart and soul of our culture here in Halifax, um, the kindness factor, uh, just the warm hearts. People really find it refreshing when they come and visit here, especially if you're looking to retire. The other thing is we have a great school system, too, um, at all different levels. Mm-hmm. So we have clients that are moving here from Toronto and Montreal specifically that, that who have employment that's not location-specific yeah. or dependent, and they're moving here because they send their kids to school, it's safe, it's affordable, and it's just a different lifestyle. And we've got all the natural beauty from the ocean to some mountains and hunting and fishing, you name it. It's just... It's just- yeah, and so, you know, you, you, of course, you've brought up a couple of times now uh, employment that's not location-specific because a lot of people actually are doing commerce online, so it doesn't matter where they are, right? Absolutely, 100%. And they're taking advantage of that. Uh, You know, when you look at the average home in in Vancouver, which is a teardown, at about a million dollars in the core, uh, and for a million dollars here, you you could buy like a 6,000 square foot, almost basically new home that would be stately. Okay, well, listen, I I think I mentioned this to you before, but I've had clients in the past, because of course we're both military towns, right? And and I've had in the past uh, officers that would sell their house in Victoria uh, on the relocation to Halifax. It doesn't happen too often nowadays, but um, they end up buying a house in Halifax and a revenue condo and all the toys that go along with it. Absolutely, and, and that's the difference. That's the real difference. Uh, and, of course, that's being a military town. Yeah. Probably one in every four and a half households is affiliated with the military in one form or another. I mean, we're a population just just over 400,000 in our military base here locally of active retired or contractors providing to is about 85,000. So it's very influential. And we're the only city in Canada with all three levels of active military in terms of having the basis and what have you. Some have the army, but, you know, not the Air Force and vice versa. Or the Navy. Yeah. Okay. So, so Thomas, now we talked about average price, $300,000. Is there an affordability issue in in, uh, Halifax or Nova Scotia? Well, in, 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 in what sense are we going to address that question? Well, like, are, there, um, are people struggling to get into their first home? Because, you know, prices well, are so much cheaper. I mean, here in Victoria, it's $800,000 to buy a house. And, you know, of course, people are, it's a lot of money, right? People are like, I don't want a $700,000 mortgage. Um, but, you know, one of the things that comes up is what's affordable? Like $300,000 to many is still a lot of money, right? It, it, it absolutely is. What's interesting is 300000 is 
is very affordable to the average buyer, as well as the first-time home buyer. We're finding, uh, to give you an example, probably about 65% of all home sales here in Halifax Regional is under 300,000. From 300,000 to about 550,000 is maybe about 25% of the sales, and about 550 and above is about 10% of the sales. So what we're finding is it's, it's not just a question of being able to afford, but many people don't have to afford a lot more. So when you're moving here, you may be able to afford six or 700000 but you really don't need to spend more than three fifty or four fifty to find a comparable type of home. Now, we're finding the first-time home buyers, I think across Canada, are fewer and far between because many of them are enjoying the rental concept. Mm-hmm. But uh, those who are entering into the market, it's still very affordable. When you do the numbers, we find that it's still cheaper to buy than it is to rent. To rent yeah. We're one of the few cities in Canada where it still makes sense to buy. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so now we have uh, speculation taxes in uh, Toronto and also in five areas of British Columbia. Um, and it has affected not only foreign owners, but also owners who are Canadian, who don't register um, income in British Columbia. Well, for what I'm hearing from you uh, right now from Halifax, it sounds like Halifax or Nova Scotia is a little more welcoming of uh, people's investment dollars, right? Very welcoming. If you're buying real estate, there's virtually no restrictions, and I say that loosely. Um, there's no special taxes uh, or foreign taxes. We are open for business. So not only are we affordable, we have the investment opportunity. We are finding big corporations and pension funds mm-hmm. finally moving their money to diversify, and I mean massive pension funds, buying big uh, commercial properties and big multi-unit uh, residential properties to divest their interest because you can have a pa- positive cash flow here, whereas in some parts of Canada, you're running a negative cash flow with the hopes of positive capital gains over the years. Here you have the best of both worlds. You can have income on a monthly basis as well as the opportunity to increase in value. So it's more of a secure Steady investment. We don't have the highs, but we don't have the lows. Mm, yeah. Now, uh, foreign investors, because of course, you know, generally speaking, in Vancouver specifically, also in Toronto, um, the Asian buyer has been a big influence. But in Halifax, you also have the Europeans too, right? We do have the Europeans, and what's interesting is probably the second language here, um, other than English, would have been uh, Arabic for the last number of years, several decades. Okay. So it's taken probably 40 to 50 years to build up the Arabic population. Interesting. Very influential here, and they're among the biggest and most prominent builders here too. Oh. But in, in less than 10 years, the Asian population has exceeded the Arabic. So the second language would be, you know, some form of Chinese of yeah. sort. Mandarin, right? yeah, sure. Exactly. Same with Arabic. There's different dialects, too. So part of that is because many of these cultures at one time, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, Vancouver and Toronto Toronto were accessible price point wise. Unless you're part of the uber rich, it's very hard to go and buy in Vancouver for three or four million dollars for example, but you can send your and send your kids to school. You can actually come to Halifax and spend four or five hundred thousand or three hundred thousand or be on the peninsula and be around the half a million dollar mark and uh, that would cost you maybe uh, 
two or three or four million in Vancouver. So it's open up the opportunity to the middle class. What a difference. Well, Thomas, thanks for the conversation. Listen, if uh, people are interested in Halifax, how can they reach you? Well, you can give us a call at 902-830-9006 or visit halifaxmetrohomes.com, and we'd be happy to help you. Yes, and Thomas, you are the lobster daddy. (laughs) You are the lobster king. Thanks for joining us on our show. Our pleasure. Yeah, for the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.